three, two, one. I'm already recording. I don't know what you're three, two, one-ing me. Do you want me to? Do you want to start over? All right, fine. Hello, and, hello, and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk. No, I'm the I captain do. now. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I am Tom Hanks. You can't beat me. All right. Do you want to stop it and restart it? Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for Av Geeks and non-Av Geeks alike. We continue to tackle everything happening in the aviation world in the time of COVID. Now, last time we looked at the changes that happened to air travel after 9-11, and this time we're zooming ahead a couple of decades to talk about the lasting impacts of COVID on air travel. Uh, are they going to make you sit in your seat and drown yourself in hand sanitizer for 30 minutes before flying into Washington? <laughs> Man, that, that one really stuck with you last time. Didn't yeah, it? on the <laughs> list of ridiculous things, I was pretty high up there. Well, let's just say I really hope that's not the plan. Uh, let, let's hope sensibility rules. Sure. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, I know. All right, but before we get into this, I'd like to thank our sponsor, the Jets ETF. J-E-T-S. We'll talk more about that later in the show. Okay, I guess we should start with what has actually changed and then uh, talk about what we think will stick. That sounds like a sensible way to do this. I hate it. Okay, do you have a better idea? I say we just talk about each change in depth and then move on to the next one. All right, that uh, that too sounds sensible. I will defer to your strategy. So what's changed? Oh, so, so many changes. Uh, let, let's start with the biggest and the most obvious, masks. Yes, we have to wear them now. Indeed. You'll remember the uh, the whole mask thing started when people realized that it could help reduce the transmission of COVID in enclosed spaces, and there really isn't much more enclosed than an airplane, <laughs> so kind of an obvious place to, to wear them. Yes, but they weren't required at first, right? At first, no. I mean, no, nobody was wearing them at first, but uh, it wasn't long before airlines decided to implement their own rules requiring masks on board. And the idea was to make it so that travelers felt more comfortable getting on an airplane. I, I, I don't know how much it was actually about a safety thing, but, you know, it, minor inconvenience, so who cares? Might as well do it. Um, then eventually the federal government stepped in and mandated it on airplanes uh, since they have the jurisdiction there. Uh, and there were loopholes, and those all got closed up pretty quickly too. Like, remember the photo of... Ted Cruz keeping his mask <laughs> off and nursing his coffee on board that uh, that flight. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, now you're supposed to keep your mask on at all times unless actively eating or drinking. Pull your mask down, take a sip, put your mask up. That's going on until January when we'll have to see if it gets extended by the feds or not. Sure. So is this here to stay? I just can't see it. Once the pandemic's further under control... The mass requirement has to ease. And I mean, you know who can't wait for that to happen, right? Oh, yeah. Flight attendants. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like policing this mass mandate has been a nightmare yeah. for flight attendants. There are so many belligerent people who just don't care that they're just trying to do their job. And the masks don't hurt you. Like it's such a minor inconvenience. I don't even understand. Um, but people decide this is like the hill they want to die on and raise a fuss and. 
it's just a mess. It's it's an unfair burden on flight attendants. And so, you know, once things are in better shape, I think especially when uh, kids can be vaccinated, uh, you know, maybe maybe that's when we'll really see that kind of start to come apart. Sure. Uh, but should masks uh, stay if not for that? Oh, well, that is a different question. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I mean, look, what we've learned through the pandemic is that the airplanes are already really safe when it comes to preventing the spread of COVID. Like they have the HEPA filters and the airflow pushing from the top to the bottom. We've all seen the little explainers the airlines have put out. Um, so, you know, I, I would hope that the need for it would disappear eventually. Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I do hope sticks around? What? voluntary wearing of masks uh yeah me too but uh you think people really volunteer to wear masks when we can't even get them to do it when it's the law (laughs) (laughs) well i don't mean everyone uh, (laughs) or i don't mean all the time Um, but it's really about just a a courtesy thing i think if you're feeling under the weather and you're traveling wear a mask It'll help protect others from your horrible sickness, you rat bastard. (laughs) Uh, But you can still fly. And this isn't, by the way, this isn't just a COVID thing, right? I mean, this is flus, colds, whatever, all the stuff that, like, people have gotten sick when traveling plenty of times because you just interact with a bunch of people, not just on the plane, but everywhere. Uh, I, I love that Asian cultures used to do this before the pandemic. It always looks so weird. Uh, but now I'm like, oh, yeah, these, they know what they were doing. This is great. Sure. I, I mean, you know, whole cottage industry of pre-flight vitamins that you could take to prevent getting a cold when maybe you could just wear a mask. Um. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that would work. Who knows? Yeah, my view of how to navigate in public space has completely changed by, you know, a world-altering pandemic. Uh, <laughs> I, is that what we're calling it? Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I personally will wear a mask if I feel sick when I'm out and about. Um, and, you know, other people might. I think you might be a bit optimistic about the general public, though. <laughs> no... I'm realistic. This is just wishful thinking. But I will add, uh, I'm not against the idea of wearing a mask myself in the future at all. I mean, I I definitely am am all for it. I mean, traveling already puts stress on the body, right? So if this gives you extra protection, I don't hate it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take a sip and pull it back up and do all this. But um, you know, would I wear it like when I'm getting on the plane and hanging out and? Uh, watching a movie yeah sure because it doesn't bother me i don't it, it's not really a thing and it can't really hurt but it certainly could help so why not sure so what else has changed hmm, well uh oh the airline started cleaning airplanes uh yeah as a person who wiped down tray tables before the pandemic i love this change and i hate that they weren't doing it before well they were cleaning uh yeah it was it was kind of like airport security before 9-11. It was half-assed. Nobody was doing it all that well, <laughs> you know. Uh, right. And uh, now they have all kinds of fancy cleanings. Uh, we did a whole episode about this, electrostatic even. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> the good old electrostatic. <laughs> uh, one of the many types of cleaning they added in addition to wiping down disgusting surfaces. <laughs> <laughs> and, Oh, and don't forget the little uh, hand sanitizer wipes, the little wipes being handed out. Mm-hmm. That's 
that's fun, even if we learned long ago that COVID doesn't really spread surface to surface, but, you know, whatever. Still, it's not just about COVID, right? Well, you want your airplane clean. Right. Uh, yeah, I am I am not just talking about COVID here. It's a general health concern. Uh, you know, airplanes are pretty gross. Um, I have seen children be changed on tray tables, and the thought <laughs> that those don't get clean between flights really drives me up the wall. So Why are you shaming me? <laughs> look, parents have to do whatever they have to do. I am shaming the airlines. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, but yeah, oh, I, look, I hear you on that completely. And you know, they really did step up cleaning during the pandemic, which is great. Like, yeah, the electrostatic thing and the wipe downs. But, um, you know, then they all did the whole marketing game. Like, remember, <laughs> remember, they were racing to line up their partners. And United's like, ooh, we got Clorox. It's like, oh, no, we're Lysol. Like, it's like some gang fight or something. Yes, the great cleanliness wars of 2020. <laughs> but <laughs> is that stuff going to stay? <laughs> I don't know. But, man, I hope so. Because... <laughs> The reality is that the airlines stepped it up during the pandemic because they had no choice. Like, if they wanted people to fly, they had to do some of this stuff, even if it didn't dramatically improve health and safety or whatever. But, I mean, the next time there's a, a non-COVID-related downturn, are they really going to keep all this stuff? It's expensive. It costs money. Yeah. I mean, your guess is as good as mine, but history suggests there's no freaking way. Yeah, I bet you're right. And that's depressing. <laughs> well, it might stick around in some form. I, I, I hope at least like the electrostatic spraying. I don't know. They have some of the materials now that um, you can spray and it forms like a clean barrier. You don't have to do it that often. It just helps to repel bacteria and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like I like that. That's great. And I, I think that's easier to do than having to do it between every flight as some of them were doing. Um, you know, I, I think everyone would like it to hang around. Uh, except for maybe the people who control the the purse strings, so I don't know. Yeah, um, you know, I like uh, I like how they even spray the in-flight magazines with that stuff. Oh, that's another COVID change. In-flight magazines are toast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, several several airlines have already ditched them. I I can't understand why anyone's still printing them at this point. Uh, yeah, I don't understand that either. Um, let's get away from that. All right, fine. I, I have plenty more, but first, let's uh, let's take a little break. This week's podcast sponsor is the U.S. Global Jets ETF ticker JETS, the only airlines-focused ETF available to investors on the market today. So I'm I'm excited to talk about this, but first, there's a very important disclaimer to make here. This is not in any way affiliated with the New York Jets football team. <laughs> I'm glad uh, you made that very clear. We wouldn't want yeah. uh, people to think poorly of us. Uh, no so kidding. explain, what is uh, Jets? Oh, they're big airplanes with engines that make them go really <laughs> fast, but that's not important right now. All right, please stop. Okay, okay. Uh, Jets seems like it was designed with Cranky Talk listeners in mind. It's an exchange-traded fund which invests in publicly traded airlines from all over the world, not just those in the U.S., but also in countries like Canada, Japan, Brazil, Australia, and more. So instead of buying stocks in American, this would let me invest in a whole bunch of airlines? Yeah, and more. Jets is also diversified in other sectors of commercial air travel, including aircraft manufacturers, airport services companies, and online travel agencies. That way, investors are getting pretty broad exposure to the global airline industry, which... <clears throat> is still trying to come out of the pandemic. 
Well, that's a gentle way of saying that. Last year at the start of the health crisis, Jets saw a surprising amount of inflows from investors seeking exposure to hard-hit industries. Although airline stocks have recovered quite a lot since then, they've yet to hit their pre-pandemic highs, meaning there could still be time to participate. We invite you to check out Jets by visiting their website, jetsetf.com. And now Brett will read a long disclosure as required by the legal people. Please consider carefully a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. For this and other important information, obtain a statutory and summary prospectus for Jets by visiting jetsetf.com. Read it carefully before investing. Distributed by Quasar Distributors, LLC. U.S. Global Investors is the investment advisor to Jets. Investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. Shares of any ETF are bought and sold at market price, not NAV. May trade at a discount or premium to NAV and are not individually redeemed from the funds. Brokerage commissions will apply. The fund is non-diversified. It may concentrate more of its assets in a specific industry and a smaller number of issuers than diversified funds. Therefore, it may be subject to greater risks and fluctuations than a portfolio representing a broader range of industries and issuers. Okay, so you said you have more. Of course I do. Uh, next up, let's not forget all the plastic face barriers. What do they call those things? Uh, anyway, the, the things <laughs> they put up around airports to keep people from infecting others while talking to them. Uh, yeah, I mean, they put these in. I can't imagine they're going to take them down. I tend to agree, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Because it is like one more step in making flying feel like a... like bus travel <laughs> or buying a movie ticket <laughs> or something it's like not you know it, it it definitely has a weird feel to it when you walk up to the plexiglass uh, yes divider. welcome to the airport slash dmv i know uh, i i do think it's probably gonna stay though yeah um all right what about the massive decrease in service levels like suspending food and not allowing alcohol on board oh, that better go away <laughs> it, it drives me up the wall that American and Southwest still aren't doing a proper beverage service. I mean, when I flew Southwest a couple weeks ago, they had the announcement that they have five drinks numbered one through five. There's Coke, Diet Coke, Sprite, water, and coffee. You could point to the iPad with the picture, or you could hold up the number of fingers you wanted if you didn't <laughs> want to talk to say Coke, please. <laughs> and also, uh, you know what? I do need a little aside here. What do they have against ginger ale, and why is that not one of the options? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they have something against uh, people who are like in their eighties. Um. How dare you? Ginger ale is very popular on airplanes, Dave. Uh, I I have never ordered a ginger ale, so I wouldn't know. Um, all of that sounds horribly weird, though. It, it is. It is. I, the whole thing on Southwest, I didn't understand. Everyone's wearing masks. Well. Not the guy next to me, but that was <laughs> that was a whole different issue. Uh, but why can't you just say Coke, please? It's it's so horrible. I don't know. This kind of silly, silly stuff will definitely go away. Um, and reduction in services and lounges, that has to be temporary. All right. Is there uh, anything that was put into place that has now gone away? Uh, you mean other than blocking middle seats? Well, we knew that that wouldn't last. Yes, very true. Uh, oh, but another thing is uh, boarding. So the airlines all went to this simplified boarding process back to front to help try and regulate the numbers better, keep people away from each other. Uh, but they've all gone back to normal on that now. 
uh, I I'd argue that was a lot of a lot of theater going on with that anyway. Hmm. Uh, I know one thing that's changed that I hope sticks around. What's that? No change fees. Oh yeah, that was a big one. Um, and they did. I mean, the U.S. carriers at least dropped their change fees on most tickets. Mm. If there's one good thing to come out of COVID, Dave, market. That's it right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't believe they did that. You are not alone on that. I, I'm not sure I believe it to this day. You know, at, at the time it seems like an obvious move since nobody was buying tickets. And the idea of someone being willing to buy a ticket if they could use the full value without a penalty in the future was too good of an opportunity for airlines to pass up just to try and sell any tickets. Like, please, buy a ticket. You don't have to use it now. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but then we started hearing airlines talk about how they've wanted to do this for years. Um, United CEO Scott Kirby said that. And Delta had said it was looking into change fees for some time. This is, I guess, the catalyst to finally move that needle. Okay, so does that mean it'll stay? I wish I had a crystal ball on this one. I don't think it'll change anytime soon. United specifically said that um, it is a permanent change, but permanent in the airline industry <laughs> is like a year. So <laughs> we'll see. But I do hope we'll see restraint on it. I, I, even if it does come back, you know, I, I've always thought something like a $25 change fee made sense. It, it creates that friction to prevent people from just buying a bunch of tickets and then deciding what to do at the last minute, kind of blocking seats that others might be able to buy, stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, everyone looked at Southwest and said, oh, those guys did it right. And so they'll buy change fees. <laughs> uh, but once again, anytime the next downturn hits and the airlines are, are going for that cash grab, like it would not shock me to see them reverse course. But it's hard to it's hard to predict, and not airlines will, not all airlines will react the same. Um, but the whole like health and safety thing, I mean, some airlines have gone so deep into this that they may be unwilling to back <laughs> off. I'm talking about Delta, most notably, which not only did they hire a chief health officer, but there's a whole team there. It would be kind of odd to build that up and be like, cool, we don't need you anymore. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, so that's actually a lot more positive than I expected from you. That it would stick around? Yeah, well, maybe so. And, oh, <laughs> I'm not even done. There are also things we haven't even seen come out yet that I think will stick around. Sure, like what? Well, okay, well, they're already sort of around, but not really. They're, they're not widespread yet so that, like health passports and health screening mm. and stuff like that um, mm -hmm. you know they have the really non-intrusive screenings like fever checks uh that they might as well stick around we, we definitely already saw that uh during sars in asia they they rolled those out and here you know some places continue to do that today when i went to mexico they did that uh, but we haven't even scratched the surface yet of what they can do with this stuff yeah, I'm traveling to Europe next month, uh, and you know the part about the health passport is particularly interesting to me. We've got to fill out tons of data and let people know uh, our vaccination status, etc. You yeah. know, it's pretty comprehensive. Yeah, it's a far cry from the old days where you showed the little yellow vaccination card, and that yeah. was like cool because no one was trying to game the system; they didn't want to go <laughs> die of yellow fever. <laughs> but here we are, uh, and there. <laughs> There is no global standard, and it's just a total mess. Yes. Like, if you're an American, how do you prove you were vaccinated against COVID-19 to go to any given country? There's no single answer because all we have are these stupid cards mm -hmm. uh, that can be handwritten. But 
<laughs> you know, eventually they'll figure this out. And you do see some places moving into that area. Um, IATA has done some work on a, on a pass. Um, others as well. I think it's highly likely something like this will stay. Hopefully they're able to get everyone to agree on a single way to handle it so that they can just really develop it further, make it easier for people and and move on. But I, I do think we'll probably see that and it could tie in more with biometrics and your your actual passports and you know all that kind of stuff. But there as always will there'll be pushback on something like this. There always is. Thanks for tuning in to Cranky Talk. We'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbulent times. And once again, thank you to our sponsor, the Jets ETF. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, let us know. Email us at advertise at crankyflyer.com. And please remember to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. This helps others find our podcasts. If you have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover in a future show, let us know via email at info at crankyconcierge.com or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at Cranky Concierge. And again, I'll remind you, just like last week, if you're looking for the top daily airline news stories, subscribe to Cranky Daily at crankydaily.com, just $9 a month. 